Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is presented to you by our friends over at MyBookie. Football is back, and so is winning season at MyBookie. NFL, college football, and a brand new cash-out system give you options to bet and win all season long. First two legs of your parlay hit, cash out early and use the funds on another bet, or let it ride for the chance at a bigger payday. Use early cash outs as a tool to stay in control of the action at MyBookie. To get started, go to MyBookie.ag now and register an account for free. When you're ready to make your first deposit, just use promo code TSUS to grab a welcome bonus on the house. That's promo code TSUS to claim your deposit bonus and, for a limited time, a free chip to use in the MyBookie Casino. You can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere, only with MyBookie. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. They're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TS. U.S. to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. joins us every single Tuesday to talk Gamecocks, SEC, everything in between. A ton to discuss here on this Tuesday. Our good friend, J.C. Sherbert of Inside the Gamecocks of the Big Spur. He joins the show once again. J.C., appreciate you taking the time, my friend. What's going on? How are you? Yeah, good to be back with you, Chris, uh, here on a Tuesday. Um, open date, so that's a good. There's always lots to dig into during this time. JC, indeed. And before we look ahead of the open date and the ways it can benefit the Gamecocks, of course, we have to look back at what happened over the weekend in Knoxville at Needland. Let me start, JC, with this, because I, I want to see if you're getting this, this sense, this feeling, if you will. I've been somewhat surprised. Gamecock Nation never ceases to surprise me. I, I've been somewhat surprised with the energy, not coming from all, but from some. Uh, I feel like a large portion of Gamecock Nation since that loss on Saturday, obviously 41 to 20 to the Bulls. I know it was ugly. I know there's a lot of things, and we're going to talk about it, you know, things with personnel, play calling, the way it took place. But never, JC, did I imagine that five games into year three, <clears throat> excuse me, of the Shane Beamer era, that we'd be talking about his future in Columbia and, and trying to determine whether he's the long-term answer. Like, are, are you surprised at all? by the energy from the fan base? Or do you think this is just <clears throat> modern-day college football where it's a very win-now mentality with NIL transfer portal? Is is this just the norm now? Because, again, for, for me, I, I just – I don't think I saw it coming, J.C. I really don't feel like I did. I mean, it, it's a surprise. I think a part of it is modern-day college football, obviously. I mean, you, you see things like, you know, Sam Pittman – being on the hot seat in Arkansas or whatever, they just, you know, poor Pittman. I mean, he's he's kind of a function of their, you know, dumb scheduling. Um, you know, you don't schedule BYU for a home and home. You don't schedule Liberty at home, man. Uh, if you're trying to rebuild that thing, and they did it a long time ago before he got there, uh, and they've hit a they've hit a rut out in Fayetteville. Now, you can ask if he made a mistake, kind of moving away from the brow style offense or whatever to what, you know, the kind of more of a traditional uh, set with KJ Jefferson. But, uh, you know, but you hear it about Arkansas. I mean, you hear it uh, about Billy Napier at Florida here in year two, which is, would be the worst thing or year three. No, two, it's two, isn't it? For Napier. Yeah. 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 Uh, so it's, you know, it'll be the worst thing Florida could possibly do is to pull the trigger. You hear it about Brian Kelly at LSU. Um, you know, so does it surprise me that there are some people out there that think, you know, pull the ripcord, you know, the first sign of adversity? Uh, no, it doesn't surprise me. But but I think most Gamecock fans understand that, hey, look, it's a process. Things have not been going well. 
Uh, is Shane Beamer perfect? No, he's not. Um, is there some things you criticize him for? Yes, yes. Uh, but, you know, so far so good with the overall results. I mean, they've recruited despite having one of the, you know, worst, I would say one of the worst, but one of the the, the lacking, most lacking, needing to catch up, however you want to define it, NIL situations in the SEC. They recruited above that. Um, could be better if they had a better situation there. Um, they've, uh, landed two out of state five stars, which is, doesn't happen often. Uh, they beat Tennessee and Clemson last year. Uh, they beat Florida as the 20 point underdog the first year, got to a bowl, uh, that kind of thing. And so I, I think that, you know, when you look at the body of work, first and foremost, it, it's been sufficient considering where the program was when he took over from a wins and losses standpoint. Uh, number two, I, I think that obviously September has been a disappointment. Obviously, you wouldn't you have to have that North Carolina game. I mean, North Carolina is really good. They're undefeated. I mean, that, that's the bottom line. They're in the top 15. Uh, Tennessee is a good football team. I think they were kind of pre, predestined to win that Saturday night. And you called it, and I'll tell you, I predicted the game because I used to win. I didn't feel it, though. Um you know, so, so I mean, like last year against A&M, I like felt it. I felt like they win, but I didn't feel it. But I, I kind of looked at the matchups and what Tennessee had done so far, and I didn't expect that. But game guys didn't play very well. And the Vols played really well. So that's what happens. Um, you know, so and then the Georgia game. So so you're, you're two and three. This was possible. Thank God it wasn't one and four because that was also possible. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, now, now you just got to – they just have to go and get better. I mean, this Florida game – is as big as it possibly can be. I mean, Florida is not a good football team. I don't care what they did to Tennessee. Uh, talking to some of my Tennessee people, Wes Rucker from Vols 247 was on the show last week. He's convinced they're like gremlins and elves and, and ghosts and phantoms and all of this stuff uh, uh, in the swamp with Tennessee. I, th- I think they're kind of miniature elf ghost spurrier-like things. Like, yeah, I'm going to trip the balls up. Yeah. Leprechauns or something. It looked like Steve Spurrier, but uh, it's, uh, you know, so he's convinced that's a one-off and that's just one something that happens to that program is losing at Florida. Um, you know, and after seeing Florida play Utah and Kentucky on the road uh, and then struggle with Charlotte, I mean, they're not very good. South Carolina should win that ball game. South Carolina should be a line favorite and win the game. Um, then you got Missouri, you know, Missouri's off to a hot start right now. You probably don't think Carolina's got a, a big shot of winning out in Como, but, you know, I don't think many people thought Missouri had a, a big shot of winning in Columbia last year, right? So that thing kind of goes back and forth. And A&M's on a roll, obviously. We'll find out a lot about them this weekend. You know, so it's it's not an easy – it wasn't going to be an easy September. It's not an easy October. November it lightens it up a little bit, you know. I mean, as good as Kentucky looked against Florida, I, I think a lot of people are just taking wins over Florida and jacking teams up because of it. Kentucky plays Georgia this weekend. We'll see. that They'll probably give them a game. Uh, but they come to Williams-Brice the last weekend before Clemson. Clemson comes to Williams-Brice. Jacksonville State and Vandy come in. They're the other two. So it lightens up a bit. But you got to find a way to get better. I mean, you know, it, it, it's – it's pointless just riding it out, waiting on the schedule to lighten up. And you got to go to win ball games starting next Saturday um, and clean some stuff up. Now, you know, in year three, after, you know, getting off to the start that he did, snapping the Clemson streak, all that, is, is it time to 
to to panic and start saying he's not the answer. No, no. I, I think there's there's a there's too much put on coaching these days. You know, a lot of it's about players, man. I mean, you know, everybody's ready to run Mark Kingston out of town, right? Well, he had players this past year, right? And got to the super regionals. Now, was that good enough to give him a lifetime contract on the baseball time? And heck no, it's not. I mean he's got to get back there this year, right? Those are the standards. Um but you know you have to have players, and, and South Carolina does just doesn't have what I would call yet the quality depth to survive injuries. Uh, they don't have the players to just kind of sit there and do whatever they want schematically on offense or defense. You know, you, you have to kind of scheme people up out, you know, out, out, you know, fool them a little bit, that kind of thing on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, and, and, and recruiting takes time. I mean, I've heard people want to fire Lonnie Teasley and all this other stuff, but I mean, if you, Lonnie Teasley is responsible for like recruiting. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back-to-back, two of the best classes of offensive linemen I've ever seen come to South Carolina. That's a hard position to get here. I mean, D-line, you know, the Carolinas are loaded with D-line, and there's really no excuse not to be really good at recruiting that position because you just kind of take your share and go. But offensive line, man, I mean, these guys, I mean, you know, are all going to be really, really good. So is Lenore Sellers. So are a lot of the young receivers. So are a lot of young defensive backs. Um, and, and, and I think whereas – Several years ago, you'd have kind of a young team with promising freshmen, and there was a little bit of patience from fans. There's just not anymore, you know. And look, you guys want to know why they didn't go sign a bunch of guys out of the portal? It's NIL. I mean, that, that's why. Uh, NIL impacts portal recruiting or impacted this past year. I think it's coming in high school, by the way, which is unfortunate, and that's a different subject. But uh, it impacted portal recruiting tremendously. So, uh, you know, that that's the thing. I mean, that, that has to get right. 
uh, so they can get players in. And, you know, hopefully this next portal hall is, is better than the last and they have some resources to go attack it. But, you know, now as far as like questioning Shane Beamer right now, I, I think, hey, look, it, it, it's not, it does nobody any good. Uh, we're one month into a season that, uh, you know, could end up, I mean, if you look at the, the the track record, you know, he usually kind of turns it around almost surprisingly. So, you know, you, you just got to kind of hang in there uh, right now. You know, you've lost three good teams uh, and uh, in an unfortunate manner in Knoxville Saturday night, but you, you got to just stick with it. It doesn't, you're never going to win if at the first sign of adversity and, and football teams don't do this, Chris. Uh, uh, no good. There's zero good football teams, and I'm just talking players, coaches. That when adversity hits, they're just like, "Oh, we just need to blow it up and start over." <laughs> and winning fan bases, as, as passionate as they are, and as much as they like talk about wanting to fire somebody after the game or, or whatever, you know, programs that operate in that manner are never going to get any traction. and never going to win, uh, especially when you don't have a brand name behind you. But you know, like look at Florida. They have, <laughs> they have every brand name in the world behind. I mean, they're, they're one of the biggest brands of college football. And they keep changing coaches every three years. You wait, they're gonna they're gonna get further and further behind. So that that's right now not the answer. Is there's not a, you know, there's not a hey he needs to be fired kind of thing. Now sometimes if you have a disastrous season, you know, and then it's like oh, uh, we've lost all momentum here. Then, then yeah, maybe you do pull the trigger quick, but. We're not at that point yet, Chris. We're, you know, it's a two and three football team that's had some unfortunate losses that needs to get better in a lot of areas. It's had some unfortunate, some misfortune on the injury front. Uh, and they need to, you know, probably examine some things w- with what they're doing and try to move uh, forward from there starting next Saturday. And to your point, JC, you know, just looking back, you know, I, I picked South Carolina to be two and three at this point, but still finish seven and five, potentially eight and four. You know, I had seven and five with a loss in that Clemson game, and Clemson looks nowhere near what I thought they would be this year. So it's still very much on the table. I I, I don't think writing off South Carolina to a, a four and eight season right now, I think you haven't been watching enough of Shane Beamer and what they've done in his first two years if you think they're just going to be down and out and dead and I mean I've I've I've, we've all seen this felt this before in each of the first two seasons and it seemed when they get to that point that's when they start playing their best football turn it around so there's still a lot to play for with seven games to go obviously that goes without saying JC let's look at that game on Saturday night though because with that being said there is a lot to to dissect to break down and you talked about schematically I felt like this was the first game to where, you know, through four games, you know, I think Dowell Loggins had gotten the seal of approval. Um, there was really no uh, no banter, no debate regarding that. Even UNC, you know, you looked at it, hey, the offensive line didn't give you time to operate. You couldn't do anything about it. I felt like this was the first time, JC, really both sides of the football, by the way, where the schematics were questioned. But let's start offensively. You know, Spencer Rattler is under duress all night. He threw the bad pick six, which I think you could even question that play call, maybe question the decision. Either way, though, the pick six kind of sealed your fate, but he did all he could. Uh, Marvin Anderson pops off the 75-yard touchdown run. Outside of that, you really didn't get anything going in the run game. It's funny, J.C., you ran for over 100 yards, 4.9 yards per carry. Like, it looks really good but 75 of it came on one play. So if you take that away, 
It was another typical South Carolina night on the ground. And then the schematic side of things, the play calling side of things, JC, a lot of questionable calls on third and short, fourth and short. When you look at this ball game, we'll start offensively. What's your overall takeaway? I mean, do you do you question Dabble Loggins in the play calling? Do you go back to the offensive line? Obviously, you know, JC, I'll admit, I like Big Tree Babalade. I like Trovon Bow. But the second that I heard Carolina was going to have two true freshmen starting on the offensive line going into Neyland, any hope that I may have had of the upset, it pretty much went away, JC, because you know as well as I do, as talented as those guys are, it's not a recipe to win and win big in the SEC with true freshmen in the trenches going up against a front seven like Tennessee presents. So looking at the Gamecocks offensively when you look back at Saturday night, like what were your major takeaways? Were they more so personnel-related or scheme-related or a mixture of the two? The Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate the game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. The Spurs Up Show is also brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app or head over to GameTime.co and use the promo code SPURSUP for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's promo code SPURSUP, S-P or S-U-P, for $20 off your first purchase. Game Time is the best ticket buying app available that removes all the stress of the ticket buying process. They have things like images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Guys, you can buy your tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps, and you're set. And also tickets, they're sent directly to your phone. So no more scrambling, searching through your email, trying to find the tickets you just bought, whether it be the Gamecocks, a concert, a comedy club event, you name it, whatever the event is. Buying tickets shouldn't be stressful, and Game Time is the way to go. Again, that's our friends at Game Time. Go download the Game Time app or go to GameTime.co. And when you do, create an account and use promo code SPURSUP. That's S-P or S-U-P for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Well, I think obviously that, you know, you can't run Juju McDowell at the middle with this offensive line. I mean, it's just something you have to avoid. Um, I, I know maybe probably in practice he's squirted through there and gotten some big gains, uh, but but it's it's personnel use. And, you know, the personnel use this year, Chris, has been so much better than last year. You know, you kind of just – it's hard to sit there and be overly critical, but – 
man, you know, I would have liked to have had Mario or KK in there. And, and, and Shane explained it. They're going tempo, so you're trying to hit them quick. And, I mean, you never know. Maybe he squirts through there. They're, they're like, if they're misaligned, like Mario's big run, then Juju's taking it to the house, probably. So, uh, but I think it's, un- I think with him, you, you have to really, and I said this last week, uh, two weeks ago, I've said it every week. You really can't sit there and look at him and go, all right, well, he's number two this week, and this guy's number three, and this guy's number three, and this guy's number two, and this guy's this, and this guy's that. You can't really consider him a, a true running back. He's just not equipped to do it. He's a guy that needs the ball in space. He's a guy that needs to run to the outside. I don't know why that never happens, whether it's tall sweep or outside zone or or, or throwing the pass out there, whatever you got to do. You know, and I, and I thought in the first game, getting him involved in the pass game and stuff, you know, that's his ball game. You know, that's what he does. Um, and so that was unfortunate. You know, I think, I mean, to carry on Joyner, uh, you know, is is as much as he continues to struggle, uh, I would, and I said last week, well, you know, between the 20s, Mario needs to get the ball to the carries, but to carry on is good inside. Uh, yeah, he is. So, so maybe that's his role, you know, get in there and, be a uh, be a, a red zone weapon and score a bunch of touchdowns and uh, you know it's good because that'll make some money for his charity and, and he has done a good job doing that this year. But Mario Anderson's clearly running back one. I mean, and then getting to the next part of that, we all saw the Furman game and saw Braswell get in, kind of like we did with Anderson. And, and you, I'll ask you this: Did you not look at Braswell go? God, he's more natural carrying the ball and, and looks like a, a little better skill set than Juju or, or to carry on, right? You saw that. Yeah, I, I thought um, so, so. Not to cut you off, I thought if anybody was going to pop this year in that room that we were going to be talking about at season's end that emerged as a surprise, I I thought it was going to be Braswell. I, I genuinely. Yeah. All due respect. Look, man, he's fast. All due respect. He's fast enough to where when you do get a hole, you know, he's not going to get tracked down from behind. Um, He's gone, you know, and, and, and look, Braswell as a prospect, he's got t- a little bit of tight hips. Can't He's not a guy that's going to make you miss in a phone booth, but he's more of a natural running back than, than and, and, and physically equipped to do it to the other guys. Now, maybe he's been fumbling in practice. Who, who knows with a freshman like that? But, you know, because everybody was right after they saw Mario run it against uh, against Furman, they're looking back at that Furman game going, well, hey, look, Braswell, we were impressed with Braswell too. Where is he? Uh and, and I think in the in the in the in the spirit of getting all your speed on the field, you know, maybe they need to, you know, co- I mean, I've said from the start, you need to coach him up, get him ready, get him out there and play him. Um, I think there's issues at receiver to a certain extent because you know, yes, you have Xavier Leggett, and yes, Amari and Brown. By the way, you know, I saw <laughs> I went back and watched right before we got on his 44-yard touch, uh, 44-yard reception early on. Chris, he's still not – he's not 100% speed-wise. Mm. He he wasn't slow because he's not a – you know, he's automatically very fast. But he – he that's probably one he would have housed had he been healthy. Uh, yeah, so he's probably not back yet. I didn't think Omega Blake had his best game at all. Um, they need to get Josh Simon more involved in the passing game. Uh, I think if you have to go to double tight ends, hey, if you, as long as Juice is out, you do it. Uh, I agree that Harbor and Tyshawn Russell, they need to keep bringing those guys along. I, do I think Nick Harbor is some kind of, 
you know, is he going to go out there and catch seven passes for 157 yards and two touchdowns? No, I, I think he's a guy that, you know, he's learning the position. Like I said, he's missed a lot of time, but, you know, he, he needs to get out there and play. Um, so that's the personnel part of it. You know, the play calling part of it, it's hard for me. You know, I, like I, I like an aggressive mindset. I think that's what Shane Beamer wants. You know, that pick six was a product of that. I didn't think it was just a terrible pass. I think if you kind of look at it, he had a guy it just kind of maybe slipped or something. I, I don't mind that. I mean, because I, I think as, as good as Tennessee is and as much as Carolina wasn't stopping them, you still need to be aggressive there. And, and look, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't, because they run it up the middle and milk the clock. And then as Beamer says, all of a sudden Tennessee's punt returner goes for 30 yards. They set up a field goal and go up two scores. They're going to be questioned about that too. Um, I would have liked to have seen them attack the middle of the field more, uh, whether that was getting Simon more involved, whether whatever reason. You know, I, I think that that's kind of how they beat the balls last year. So a lot of teams, you know, move it up and down the field on them. I don't know what the deal is with that. Uh, you know, and, and, and then, you know, I, I think that at some point, if you're Dowell Loggins, you have to just admit, man, look, run game, well, you know, my, my friend Tony Morrell that works on the Big Spur with me, he answers questions every day from the fans. And uh, whenever there's a player that's not going to play, you know, that maybe was highly rated that people want to ask about all the time, he answers, whatever you get out of him is a bonus. I think whatever you get out of the run game is a bonus. I think you just, you know, pound Mario, but but you can't sit there and try to establish that um, and count on that. Balance is great, and 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 balance is is fine. But there are just some teams that are not built to be, you know, 50-50. This team is built to be a pass happy offense, and I think you just got to admit it and go for it, you know, and and make sure that. Uh, you know, that's what you do. You just got to go out there and attack downfield and throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball. And then, hey, you know, you get Mario going. If you get the defense to kind of back off or whatever, great. You know, he's certainly capable. But uh, I just don't, you know, this, you know, I <laughs> I, I, think running the ball, uh, you know, is, is going to be a challenge all year. Um, you know, you do have to find creative ways to do it, keep running Spencer, whatever. But this notion of achieving balance is it's probably just not gonna happen and you're probably just kind of wasting your time. I'd I'd like to see him if there's anything I'd like to see is a you know, more of a uh, wide open uh type of uh you know, seventy thirty type passing attack. Now, JC, switching sides of the ball, you know, when it comes to the Gamecocks defense, you know, in game JC. I felt like I was far less critical of that side of the ball than most others out there just because I, I went in this game. I was asked last week, and I forget who it was who asked me, but I was asked how many points does South Carolina have to score to win this football game? I said 35. I I, I, I always saw this being an offensive shootout, even with the questions with Milton and Tennessee. Like, it's a Josh Heupel offensive scheme, and South Carolina's mm-hmm. not trotting some, you know, uh, elite defense out there. Call it for what it is. Always thought this was going to be a shootout. If you look at the game, you take that pick six away. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. South Carolina's defense held Tennessee to 34 points. So right at 35 was the number. So I wasn't quite as critical and as hard on Clayton White and the defense in the moment. With that being said, you go back, you look at the numbers, 238 yards rushing. I thought you did a decent job defending Milton. You got two interceptions off of him. 
But when you look at the numbers, JC, I'm in a position where I'm not the one leading the charge, calling for any sort of changes, or like you said, completely scrap it after five games and start anew. But I'm also, JC, not going to blame anyone who does that because I think I saw you guys on you guys' show yesterday talking about this. At some like, when does it change? Because at some point, it's just the same thing over and over and over again. And again, you guys mentioned this. You sold out against Mississippi State to stop Woody Marks and make Will Rogers beat you. And give him credit, he did. But against a quarterback that I don't think Joe Milton is on Will Rogers' level, at least not yet. He hasn't proven mm-hmm. that. The game plan, it seemed, it seemed it changed when it should have been copy and paste. Your thoughts on the defense? Because, again, like I mentioned, during that ball game, I felt offensive shootout. You got to outscore them. I, I, I'm not... I'm not coming with the same energy to the defense, but I understand why people are because you look at the numbers at the bottom of the league. It's year three of Clayton White. You're getting beat the same ways as you have been the first two years. I understand the frustration. Like, where is your frustration level with the defense right now? Well, when you're not getting turnovers, they're just giving up yards and points. I mean, you know, I mean that that's been the whole thing. They, they've been good and they got two the other night but you know the first one was in a critical moment the second one was just to save save the day for the blowout or whatever man good job by Kilgore uh look I I think and I don't know that it's, it's necessarily schematic like I, I don't know that the scheme itself the four two five, whatever you look at this playbook I don't think you're sitting there going oh this thing's never gonna work uh I, I think opposing coaches and people have to realize in the sec and whoever you play they have coaches too you know <laughs> i mean they they're sitting there watching film too i think opposing coaches have done a tremendous job of uh figuring out weaknesses and attacking it and exploiting it and what you have to do is counter and mask i don't think south carolina does a good job of that uh i do question why not i mean hey you just had a banner day against the run Will Rogers, yeah, he beats you deep. Griffin beats you deep. Tennessee does have talent at receiver. I mean, Joe Milton, though, you start, you know, selling out top of the run, getting a lot of people up around the line of scrimmage, you know, sacking, you know, getting putting pressure on him. It's a lot different than Will Rogers down the field. Excuse me. And um, so I, yeah, I have to question the game plan there. I mean, you know, it, it, it it's they weren't playing Hendon Hooker like they were last year. You're playing Joe Milton and Milton wasn't all that good, you know, for Saturday night. I thought, you know, he completed some here and there, but make no mistake, you know, you, you look at Tennessee this season and it's those backs that, that kind of make that offense go and that offensive line. And, you know, sometimes they flat out block Carolina, but a lot of times too, you know, you probably would have liked to have seen some of the stunts and 20, the, the things that, uh, you know, were successful against Mississippi State sort of, you know, limiting that. And it's just, um, I mean, wrong, wrong guess, I guess, you know, I mean, I would, uh, I, I think there still needs to be uh, with this defense, more chances taken in critical times. If you get beat, you get beat, turn it back over to your offense. But uh, it was, uh, it certainly wasn't that way uh, Saturday night and, you know, getting gassed on the, on the ground like that, you know, that's got to stop you. And here's another thing, Chris, with the exception of Clemson last year, which you know, Clemson had three points in the game, but they, uh, they had nine, you know, defensive touchdown and a safety, obviously nine, their defense scored nine. You know, when was the last time South Carolina was given up less than 27 points 
is Missouri, but Missouri had the defensive staff completely fooled in the first half last year, down 17 nothing. Um, A&M, you know, and, and they did well with turnovers. And, and look, I, I'll give them credit. A&M and Kentucky last year, the defense kept Carolina alive, you know, stop after stop after stop after stop. Well, where's that defense? I mean, you know, who's missing off that defense that, you know, you look you can point to and go, well, they really miss him. I don't know there is anybody. So, and I, I mean, I, yeah. I hate to be that guy to poke holes in it too, though, JC, but I mean, you look at A&M was a dumpster fire in Kentucky. You have to admit, didn't have their quarterback. So they didn't have Will Evans. Yeah. yeah. So, to, I mean, you just have to throw that in the convo. Like, so it's been that long. I mean, you know, since we've seen, you know, a, a, a good defense, you know, that, that's not giving up bunches of yardage and points. And so at some point, you got to look at the trend line. I mean, it, you know, Notre Dame, I mean, look, and you can excuse some of it. You know, I can, you know, Tennessee, I thought last year the defense gave up 38 and what, 400, 500 yards, but who cares? I mean, they won the game. I mean, they got stops. You know, if you stopped that bunch at all last year, you were doing well. Uh, and certainly, you know, they deserve a lot of credit for the Clemson game. The defensive special teams won that thing for Carolina. Um, but, yeah, in Notre Dame, you, you can look at that and go, well, they have a lot of injuries. Well, North Carolina, I mean, Drake, Drake May's a good player, but not exactly a juggernaut, you know, um, offensively uh, from year to year. You know, Furman, the first half, they Furman found that little slant pattern and they were killing them. They didn't adjust to the second half. Uh, you know, Georgia – was able to make after after a great first half of defense by Carolina, uh, kind of a bend but don't break. But got some critical sacks and pre- they're putting pressure on Carson Beck. Mike Bobo adjusts and then boom, 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 it's over. Uh, you know, and then, and then you look at you know what happened against Mississippi State, scoring thirty. You know, kind of bomb, bombs away with them, and then of course Tennessee. So when's it going to get better? Florida is very limited offensively. Uh, you know, so, so if you can't go stop them, you know, that's not going to be, it's not at home it, at Williams Bryce, at Willie B after what they did to you last year, you know, it, it's going to get ugly. And I'm not, I'm not advocating for change. I'm not saying, you know, fire Clayton white or whatever. I, 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 I do think there are some, but, but is there, are there things coaching wise to be critical of? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you can't just, say oh, it's all on the players or, oh, we're injured or, oh, we're young. I mean, especially on defense because the youngest player you've got is balling, Jalen Kilgore. I mean, so, I mean, we're, I, I fail to see the youth. And I will say depth on defense is an issue, but, I mean, how do you say depth, Chris, when you give up a, what, a 44-yard touchdown run on the first drive of the ball game? I mean, you know, that's not depth. That's, that's them beating you. So, uh, yeah, I'm not – I don't have the pitchforks out. I'm not. I don't feel as strongly uh, about it as I did Marcus Satterfield last year, obviously, because I think I wanted him going after like game two. But uh, you know, I, is is it fair to criticize Clayton White? Certainly, certainly. JC, last thing before we get you out of here, we enter into the bye week. Top priority for you for the Gamecocks to get corrected. This is a week of self scouting. This is a week of self evaluation. This is a week of getting back to the fundamentals. This is a week of resting and healing and, and mending up, if you will. But top priority for South Carolina, what they need to accomplish over the bye week to go into Florida and hit the ground running these last seven games. Evaluate your personnel top to bottom. You know, evaluate what you're doing. Get some guys ready. Yeah, you know, I mean, honest to God, uh, the running back situation, we've talked to Ed Nauseam about it. You have one answer. 
uh, I think you need to go give the young guy a shot, you know, and all that. Cause I mean, it can't get any worse. Uh, you know, juice Wells health obviously is a priority. It's a different offense when he's out there. I think it's a good passing offense when he's not out there. I think it's a great one when he is, you know, get them in healthy, uh, start coaching up your young receivers. And then on defense, man, it's just like, figure out what you want to do. I mean, cause I think Chris, if I were Shane Beamer, I'd say, look, where's our strength? Passing offense is obviously the strength of the team right now. We're going to go out and throw it around the yard and freaking live or die with it. Get runs when we can be creative, play like our hair is on fire. Like there's no tomorrow. Uh, I think the offense the last two weeks has been a little bit restrictive, to be honest, in, in the when the idea of, you know, trying to establish the run, well, throw that out the window, you're not going to. Um, you know, you, you may have a game where you run for some yards, but but you need to, you know, to play to your strengths. And defensively, look, man, <laughs> if you got to sell out to stop the run and gamble and blitz and do all this stuff and, and and get creative to try to get a pass rush to try to fix the weaknesses you've clearly had for three years. I think you got to do it. I mean, Clayton White's defense at Western Kentucky, man, you watched it. And even early on at South Carolina, it was not this restrictive kind of thing that got gashed. very creative. You know, you send pressure. You didn't know where he's coming from. Do that because, look, if you're going to go down, go down swinging. I mean, that's what happened last year. And, and you saw what happened. So, uh, and I think, you know, hopefully you get healthy. Um, the TJ Sanders thing was probably bigger than we thought Saturday night because I think he's playing lights out better than both Boogie and Tonka. But when he's in there playing well, it helps Boogie and Tonka, you know, because uh, they kind of go three. I mean, you need to get Elijah Davis ready. You need to get JT Gear ready to go. You, you got to get uh, – I don't know why Drew Atuizama didn't travel, but uh, it's probably because he's not practicing very well. Get that guy ready. I mean, that's a guy you held out on for the portal for a while, and go into this next phase of the season and and, and get after it. I mean, it's it's going to be uh, one of those things where if you don't, you know, if you, you're going to get lit up, and, and it's not, it's going to end up being a a third year dip, which I don't think anybody wants. You know, I, I think I think right now this team can get to a bowl, can get to seven and five with the schedule and with all the issues they've had. Great. Um, and then if you're Shane Beaver, you reevaluate your program. And I think you also have to reevaluate the injury situation. Now, everybody wants to blame strength coaches for that, but there's been probably three or four strength coaches here for a long, for the last how many years and same results with, with injuries. So maybe it's another part of your program. You got to take a look at, I don't know. I mean, that's, uh, that's kind of above my pay grade, but that's, uh, that's what I do. That's a long checklist and a lot to get done along with getting everybody getting rest and refocusing, but you got to refocus because that Florida game's everything. If you lose that one, mm, things are going to start. The wheels are going to start to come off. Kind of like last week, if Clemson had lost to Syracuse, I told everybody, wheels are going to come off up there. And then they didn't. They responded and played well against the team they should beat. And South Carolina should beat Florida. So uh, they got to get ready and go play ball next uh, Saturday. J.C. Sherbert of Inside the Gamecocks of the Big Spur, crushing it as always. J.C., appreciate you taking the time, my friend. We'll do it again next week. All right. Thanks, Chris.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.